All right, today is Wednesday, January 25th. An okay round of divisional round football that we'll go over and a big slate coming up, conference championship, championship Sunday. Um, my Eagles still alive. I was looking back through the – we'll just get right into it. We'll start there. I was looking back through uh, some of the clips from one of our inaugural episodes, and I may be on the hook for – I said if Jalen Hurts won Super Bowl MVP, I'd get a tattoo. So <laughs> I might be on the hook for that from our – like one of the first episodes. Uh, there was a poll that was up early, like on one of our first episodes, about if you'd rather have Fields or Hurts. So I'm glad that we can put that to bed. Um I mean, so I actually, back, I was, I think I was one of the, the, I was the, the silent, not, I wasn't silent. I was the minority who was on the Hertz bandwagon since day one. And I had my Super Bowl pick. I think I picked the Bills, but I definitely had the Eagles winning the Super Bowl preseason. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were definitely pro Hertz. I don't think you even saw this coming, to be fair. I, no, I literally, yeah. I literally <laughs> said it. I, I, you said Super Bowl MVP, but like, if I told you that you were actually going to get that too, too, don't you think you'd be a little surprised? Well, if you said the only thing standing between Jalen Hurts and the Super Bowl is Brock Purdy, I would, I don't know what I would think. I would think I'd probably shit my pants. I'd, yeah. like, I'd be like one of these homeless men in, in Port Authorities, like coming up to talk to me again. Uh, yeah, but one thing I wanted to actually ask you was I saw a poll online for one of those stupid Twitter accounts that like paid for Twitter Blue and like, um like uh yeah yeah uh, whatever tweets a bunch of stupid shit and it said that Jalen Hurts was the number 3 quarterback in the NFL Mahomes was 1 Burrow 2 or I think it was Burrow 1 Mahomes 2 Hurts 3 how do you feel about that I don't know if you could put him third just like like Josh Allen didn't have the best game but like him and Herbert and I think I've been vocal about Josh Allen not being – I think I was – I think I've been vocal for quite some time about how Josh Allen is not on that same level of, like, Mahomes and Burrow, and I think that it comes down to the turnovers. Like, he can't take care of the ball. Part of it is that they ask they, – he, like, has to be Superman for them. They mm-hmm. literally have no run game, which makes it very difficult to be successful, and he's, like, pretty successful despite having no run game. Um, I mean, he's like playing on an MVP level this year. I was like, I don't know this year. I'd say he's been a top three quarterback, but I think before you make that claim, it has to be sustained over multiple years. Although Joe Burrow has been doing it for what for two years. So if the Eagles are back in the NFC championship next year and Hertz looks like this, then maybe we're having that conversation again. Cause what hurt Burrow got hurt his rookie year. And then went to the came back, went to the Super Bowl, and then this year is like another is a game away again. So it's if the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year and then are back in this position, like championship game next year, it's gonna be hard to refute a top three claim there. Yeah, that's fair. I think he's definitely top 10. Uh I would still take um another thing that I kind of want to bring up later is we're um I'll I'll get to it later, but I think I would still take Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen over him long term. So I think I'd put him like sixth, just as far as like ceiling going forward and like who I'd want to start my franchise with. But from where he was at the beginning of the season, when I was trying to say he was like what, like the twentieth best, yeah, twentieth yeah, best quarterback. Like that's probably like one of the biggest jumps we've ever seen in history. So that's pretty awesome from him. I mean, they dominated yeah, I mean, guys, the Giants. Yeah. Guys like Kirk Cousins are like out of that conversation now. I think just because yeah. the way he like opens up the playbook with with his legs. Uh, but I mean, they. If we want to talk about the game, I was wearing my green. I'm out in Hoboken. It's Giants country. I've seen Daniel Jones and Mike Glennon walking around on the streets on a Sunday in the off season. Um, they weren't. I was telling people all night. I said they're. They they won a couple Super Bowls with with wild card teams, so they think that they can do it again, and that Daniel Jones, oh, he's Eli Manning, oh, this team is different. It's their first playoff win since 2011, and you would have thought that they won the Super Bowl. We were not playing the same sport. I said we were going to come out, we were going to punch him in the mouth. 
uh, Daniel Jones. I said it's going to be Bradbury revenge game, and there he had his pick the second drive. I said Daniel Jones going to throw a pick on the first drive, threw a pick on the second drive. It's they're coming into Philadelphia, a place where the Giants haven't won since the Obama administration, almost the first half, the first one. If we're <laughs> getting technical, uh, so like they don't win in Philadelphia. We dominated them, not playing the same game. And Nick Sirianni with the he knows that Boston Scott's a giant killer. He snuck him in there and he got him the touchdown. It's like that was so funny. You're playing, it's like don't play with your food. It's like, well, they're kind of playing with their food, but they're also they're also winning by 31 points. So it's not like they're letting them hang around. They just did whatever they wanted to them. I think that Vikings game took everything out of the Giants. Uh, you were all over last week. You said it was like a big emotional win against the Vikings and it's tough to replicate that when you have proven all year you can't really be consistent. Uh, I mean, just a, a Lane Johnson was rushed 36 times on, on pass defense, no pressures, no hits, no sacks. He's looking good. Kelsey looks good. Offense is humming. First play, like a 50-yard pass. Hertz is taking some hits. I'm back to where I was before that Bears game when Hertz went down. I'm feeling good. There's no, I am that line. I thought the line was going to be like three and a half, four and a half. It being less than a field goal to me is a little surprising. Everyone's I on don't the Eagles. Think, sometimes everybody's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, I don't think there's like too much to draw from that Eagles game. They got a team a third time. They totally exploited the lack of linebackers that the Giants had. I mean, their their linebackers were Jalen Smith and Gerard Davis, who like, you know, 10 years ago, maybe not 10, but, you know, they both came out as like highly touted guys. And that, that was a long time ago. And they've kind of been passed around the league at this point. Just not, not what you could be doing in the, the year, the year of 2023, the year of Jalen Hurts. So Awesome win by the Eagles. I was at an Eagles bar for it. I bet on the Eagles every which way I could. Oh, yeah. So that was awesome. So I'm interested to see what happens next week because I think the coaching advantage is clearly with the Niners. I mean, Shanahan's a mastermind and they have a ton of weapons, but the overall talent, I think these are the two most talented teams in the NFC. And like, obviously Purdy is a much worse quarterback and has a much less track record, but I mean, they have he has more playoff wins than Jalen Hurts. So like they're kind of both first time doing it. Hurts definitely has more reps under his belt, obviously, and just was a highly highly touted guy, both high school, college, and pro in general in the draft and in, in recruiting rankings. So not gonna try and compare them, but I think uh I think it should be an awesome game just based on ever the amount of talent on the field is incredible. Like you know, you have Nick Bosa on one side. Obviously, you got all the talent on the O line and D line. Just the depth in general that the Eagles have. I think the um, I think you could argue the the 49ers are more top heavy, but the Eagles don't have as many weak spots. Yeah, I was just talking to somebody earlier. Like, I don't know where the Eagles' weak spot is. To be honest with you, like offensive line, you got couple all pros and a couple pro bowlers like quarterback you have the guy who if he didn't get hurt is MVP front runner AJ Brown who's been a dog like Dallas Goddard's been awesome on the defensive side of the ball most sacks in the league by like a margin of 10 compared to second Mm -hmm. place two guys at corner Bradbury and Slay who both arguably are first or second team all pro I guess like maybe you could look at like the safeties but like they've been playing particularly well. And when you can get that pass rush and you have those corners, if the linebackers and the safeties aren't all pros, like they don't have to be. Yeah, exactly. Those are like, there's a reason you don't see a lot of first round linebackers or first round safeties They're Unless you're an absolute superstar, they're just less valuable positions and they're being, you know, I mean, you you can get away with average there. And that those, the, it's it's funny because the guys off that Seattle tree, the defensive tree from like Seattle, San Francisco, all these, the Legion of Boom, Pete Carroll, you know, the Jaguars ran it when they had Ramsey and they went to the AFC title game. They all devalue safety and linebacker, but those Legion of Boom teams at Earl Thomas and Bobby Wagner. And it's yeah. like, so like if you do have superstars, it's definitely makes a difference, but 
that in general, I mean, Earl Thomas was a first rounder, but if you look even at Robert Sala and the 49ers before he left for the Jets, like he had Fred Warner, who was a third round pick. Bobby Wagner wasn't a first round pick. Like they, it's not like super valuable on the defense. So you see, that's why you see like quote unquote weak spots at those positions on like an ex- excellent defense, like the Eagles. But yeah, I think the Eagles have the, the, cause like the weak spots for the 49ers would probably be, I mean, you could consider it quarterback. Their own line's good. It's not as good as the Eagles um, at corner. They're not great. They're obviously there, but they have all pros at D end linebacker and safety first team, all pros. They have Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. They have George Kittle. They have McCaffrey. Trent Williams. They have McCaffrey. They you could argue they have the best running back in the league, the second best tight end to Kelsey. But Kelsey's not really a tight end. You know what I mean? A, like they're, different. They're, def- they're, they're different. They're different. So like for yeah. the yeah for the system and for the way that they play tight end, he's the best at that. You could argue that. Nick Bosa is the best defensive player and the best D end in the league. Fred Warner is the best linebacker. Like they have like the number yeah, one player, probably the most dynamic wide receiver. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's like his own, know. whatever you it's consider like a hybrid, him. Yeah. yeah. He's the best at that. But the Eagles have like, you know, AJ Brown's a top five to six wide receiver. Devonte Smith is probably a top five wide receiver too. Like yeah. at like second wide receiver. Goddard's probably a top five tight end. They have the best right tackle and the best center. They have a top, top whatever. Yeah. yeah, they have two top, you know, they have a top five corner one and then a top five corner two. They have, you know, on defense, I don't know where you'd find Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick. Like, I don't know if they're top three guys, like a, you know, a. But as a Bosa unit, it's like Michael, one of the best. Yeah, it's like a, but they have the, the best D-line depth and overall, like. Yeah. So, like, there's. They're kind of like the sum of the parts are greater than the like or the holes better mm-hmm. than the sum of the parts. And the 49ers are like, we have the best player at five positions. And yeah. doesn't matter what the other guys are because these guys wreck the game. Yeah. I would be like, I'm expecting to win this game. They should win this game. Any playoff game at home, you should expect to win if you get yourself in a position where you're playing at home. That should be the expectation and coming out. I don't know how much of an impact this really has, but like coming from the West coast all the way to the East coast, like traveling makes an impact. You're in a different, the giant's hotel didn't have water. Wouldn't be surprised if like the fire alarms are going off Saturday night and wherever the 49ers are staying, or even like when the Astros were playing the Phillies in the world series, every single place they called to order food, um, uh, like declined them service and wouldn't serve them. It's like you're coming. It's not just the three hours on the field. There's a lot of shit that goes on in in the city. It's like it takes a village to raise a child. It takes a city to win a Super Bowl. And San Francisco, like they won a couple home playoff games in, in like the Bay Area, the nice weather. It's going to be cold. Brock Purdy's not going to be playing with the lead. He's never played a yeah. He's, how many he, even road games in general has he played, and how like many has not, he played in cold weather? Not many. I think that yeah. Thursday night in Seattle was probably like a shitty game where they where they snuck out with a victory. But mm. if it comes down, I don't think the Eagles are – I can't see a world where the Eagles just kind of get like boat raced out of here. So if it's close and it comes down to a throw or two, it's like who do you trust? Like I don't know if Brock Purdy's really made – the throw to Kittle where Kittle bobbled it, which like almost the, the play was more on Kittle for like – the focus of making that play mm-hmm. like that was a good play and by Purdy. Like for a, not making not putting a hit on him so he didn't catch it yeah so it's like Purdy got out of the pocket found like the fourth option but I feel like I've watched both of his playoff games he's played in prime time like three or four times to end the season I don't see a lot that it's like you're not wowed by anything he hasn't made the yeah. big mistake but like he he didn't look good in against Seattle he wasn't a world beater against Dallas at home yeah, so I think let's the talk Eagles about can that get Dallas 21. Game. I think 21 points is is the magic number for the Eagles. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's talk about that Dallas game. So I would love to talk about that Dallas game. I mean, I wanted I, to play the Cowboys so badly. Yeah. But those But if you look at it like I would argue that Dallas more lost that game than like San Francisco yeah. was like 
I mean, I took a live bet on the Cowboys money line when they had to, um, after the interception, when it's set up like first and 10 from like the 18 yard line or something for San Francisco, because it was pretty, it was like plus 150, plus 175. I was just thinking, I was like, and San Francisco had to settle for a field goal. They did that a bunch of times. They had all that talent, but like Micah Parsons was like, anytime he wasn't matched up with Trent Williams was wrecking the game because I mean, He's yeah. probably a top three defensive player in the league. He's incredible. But I I don't know, like the Cowboys, like I think it came down to this, like whatever Dak throws a couple picks, you know, the defense holds up, holds them to field goals. They have the whole thing going on with their kicker, which I know he got an extra point blocked, but like he made the field goals. So like, yeah, can't really be too mad at him. Dallas got the ball. Like, forget that last drive, the bullshit with Zeke at center. Like, that's that's more like Twitter clip to go through. Like, at that point, you're so fucked that it doesn't matter what you do. Like, whatever. They could have run a I think I agree, but it kind of matters. Like, to go out in just a, a glorious – Like, that's your play. Like, like yeah. That's like, – it's like you're installing that in the week, and it's like, yeah. all right, now's the time. And it's like, let's have Zeke snap the ball, get – it's that's like the butt fumble and then just whip it to, to, to turn a slam and, and just not even the pitch back. Yeah. Get him get cracked. I mean, like, there's no end to the Cowboys season, but yeah. Those... Like the way I think about that shit is the same way. I think about the butt fumble, like the butt fumble didn't kill Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez was already dead before that. Like he wasn't going to be the guy, but it's just the highlight reel. You're going to play like the Cowboys didn't lose that game because they grew up in idiotic last play they lost the game because they got the ball back down seven in great field position on that kick return which if the guy went outside looks like he could have scored they don't score there they don't even get three and then they got the ball back again and had a pathetic drive where they had to punt it back and it's like you're punting the ball back to the best coach in the league who's the best schemer of the run game they have the best left tackle arguably of all time definitely of our generation. Cause I mean, I wasn't around when like uh, that guy for the Bengals who was gigantic, um, who was in uh, the, the movie with Adam Sandler about like the prison players, Anthony Munoz. And I wasn't around for like um, Jonathan Ogden, but Trent Williams is the best left tackle of our generation. And they have the best running back in the league. So like, and they have Debo Samuel. Like you can't, you can't keep giving them the ball in, situations where it's time to run out the clock and expect to get it back. Like that's when they lost the game. It, I, I mean, yes, they don't really have any wide receivers outside of CD. Yes. Their running game has taken a fall ever since like that offensive line that they made years ago, that was dominant with Martin Frederick and Smith. Smith is pretty much washed at this point. He's always hurt. Frederick retired. Zach Martin's still an all pro, but, now, instead of him being like the third piece to an unbelievable O-line, he's your centerpiece as a right guard. And then you have a rookie left tackle and like a second year center. And like Zeke's kind of washed up and Tony Pollard gets hurt. Like, yes, there were clear flaws. Like their second cornerback was Xavier Rhodes off waivers. Like it's tough to win a Super Bowl like that. But like that was an incredibly winnable game. And between Zach's or Dak's two picks, and their lack of ability to score 20 points, that's that's kind of embarrassing. Like, that's your chance. And then you go into Philly, a team that you've played twice. Neither time you've both been at full strength. But if you're going to be on the road in a playoff game, I'd argue you'd rather almost be in division because you know yeah. them so well. And you, you know, hypothetically, you do have the talent advantage at some positions. Like you have Micah Parsons, he's going to be the best defensive player on the field. Yeah, um, Dak is is awesome. He just sucks, and people will try to excuse his interception throwing, and he just continues to throw it. I don't. Some fun stats hasn't had back to back games without an interception. I think or without a turnover. I think since 2019, but somehow it's not in his DNA. Turnover's not in his DNA. Cowboys since they made the last Super Bowl or won their Super Bowl in 1996. They're one of five teams to not make it back to the conference championship over the last 27 years. It's the Cowboys, the Commanders, horribly run organization, the Texans, the, the Browns, the Lions, mm-hmm. and the Dolphins. Even the, the Jets have made it. The Jets, the made Jets have made back. it. The, the Titans have made it. The Jags have made it. 
all these other teams have made it. Like the Jets have made it multiple times. The Chargers, yeah. who you think they always charge themselves, they've made it to a conference championship game. Yeah, Phil Rivers they, on the torn ACL. Yeah, like they are the gift that keeps on giving. Um, Dax says this is unacceptable. Uh, this was the, the best season. This was the most playoff wins they've had in in a, two decades. Two playoff wins. They should be like, this is. No, they had one. They had one. They didn't win. They had one. They, didn't yeah, win. But it, yeah. is, they haven't had two in, in 20 yeah. years. Like this, So it's on par. Yeah. This is not mean. unacceptable. This is what has been accepted. This is the norm. For all of, speaking for us, for our waking lives. Like since I saw a, a good tweet, since um, the Cowboys lost me to the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts was born, grew up, went went to school, got drafted by the Eagles, and took them there before the Cowboys got back. Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy, like Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts, both were not alive the last time the Cowboys were in a conference championship. And Dak's in the getting way. up there. Dak's what going to be thirty-two next year. Um, he was he, drafted in twenty sixteen. I was like, I think I, I think I had old. this conversation on Sunday, and he's definitely thirty-one or thirty. He's over. He's, 20, he's on he's, the wrong. He's he's twenty-nine. Ah, oh, fuck. Sorry. He's on the wrong side of twenty-eight. That's what you were going. Uh, well, he'll be 30 next year. So I, we were having yes. the conversation. Well, he'll be 31. Drafting. He'll be 31 next year because it's, it's January. He'll be 30 this year, 31 next year. So you were right. Yeah. So the way I was saying is like, I don't know, like if it's tough to say blow it up when you were one drive away from going to the NFC championship, but like you have CD, you have Micah Parsons, you're not getting out from under Dak, but like, Zeke, like you have Zach, like I think you could argue they're more in a transition phase than they are in like a win now mode. Well, like they kind of found they found the they cap. will not they will not blow it up because they're the Jerry, Cowboys because yeah. Jerry Jones wants to get another Super Bowl and he literally every season you go in it's like this guy is so old that it might be his last season potentially. Yeah. Like he is not built for like a five year rebuild. Uh, or like a three-year rebuild, even. So, um, I don't know what I don't know what they do. They, I mean, they paid a quarterback who's not who's he legitimately might not be a top half quarterback in the league. Like I think he's at, top ten. I really think the quarterbacks think after 10? after like if you look at it, I was doing this the other day. So this was the conversation. He's me not and a my top friends, ten. I don't think he's a top ten quarterback. Me, me and my friends were having this conversation during the Bills game. So. If you redrafted the entire league, who is the first non-quarterback to go and at what pick? So you have to consider contracts. You have to consider age and like obviously ability. That was the first it'll, question. It'll be and the youngest. It'll be like the youngest edge rusher. It's so Micah, Parsons Micah Parsons at, and I said Micah Parsons at six. You take him over Jalen Hurts. Or if you're arguing, you'd rather have quarterbacks. I think that first round would be like almost entirely quarterbacks. But so the the question was, what's more valuable? Do you take? So I think the top five quarterbacks are those five guys I listed, all in the AFC. So it's pretty much the four guys. If you're talking in this scenario, I think that maybe even a guy like Trevor Lawrence gets picked picked before Josh Allen. He's five. I said Trevor Lawrence goes five. Like is this definitely crazy? top five. Is this crazy to say if you're rebuilding that like if Mahomes is big contract he's seen next year? Like I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence for five million than Patrick Mahomes for 40. Well, Trevor Lawrence isn't that cheap because he's in the third the year of his deal, so it's closer to like 10. I think you yeah. gotta take Mahomes. I think Mahomes yeah, yeah, is playing yeah. a different sport, but there's definitely the order doesn't really matter. It's Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Lawrence, Herbert. And then if you want to put Hertz in there, you can. So I think you're taking Michael Parsons sixth or seventh. And then my question was, would you rather take Kyle no Shanahan? Lamar, no, love for, no love for Lamar in there? I don't think – I, I think like you would rather – Yeah. I mean, Lamar, again, Lamar is in that top seven. I think you could argue take Lamar before a defensive player. But Lamar's about to get really expensive. So it's yeah. like, would you rather have an expensive Lamar where most – more than likely his, his skill set's going to deteriorate over time rather than maintain – like those other guys. So that's the thing. Like if I'm paying the guy, he's no longer a cheap asset. Do I take Parsons for the next, you know, he's going to be cheap for three more years. And then I extend him and his position 
has much longer shelf life than a running quarterback or a quarterback who, yes, he, I'm not saying he can't throw, but the dynamic ability he brings to an offense is largely born of his ability to run. So my, my question after that was if coaches are involved, do you take Kyle Shanahan before you take a defensive player? And I said, I would take Kyle Shanahan sixth, seventh, eighth, whenever in the, I would take him after that group of quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, that that's important too, because the coach can. Um... Cause look at what he's doing with Purdy. He did it with Garoppolo. I mean, Matt Ryan, he got Matt Ryan to the Super Bowl. Like Matt Ryan had a good career. He turned Matt Ryan into an MVP, almost a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And like, yeah, you could say he didn't do a great job managing the clock. He was only the OC then. Like, I don't know. I think, I think the top 10 quarterbacks though, are the seven guys we just listed. And then after that, I think it drops off like pretty heavily. Like if you look at the playoffs this year, like is Geno Smith in the top 10? No, I'd rather have Dak. Like I would probably rather have Dak than Kirk Cousins. I'd rather have Dak than Daniel Jones. I'd rather have Dak than... I, like I disagree with that. With like, I like your quarterbacks are better just off off QBR. This like Rodgers and Brady, those guys are obviously better. But like, okay, I think Dak so Prosca, Rogers, he's, he's tenth. Okay, would you Rodgers, Lamar, and Brady? You'd put those guys above Dak. Yeah, so that's nine guys. So other than those three, here's here's who has a better quarterback rating for this year than Dak Prescott. Two on Mahomes. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, Josh Allen, Andy Dalton, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert. I still would rather. I think I would just. I he think Dax just the, like he 10. led the league in interceptions and yeah, played and he missed twelve like games. games. Yeah, he played. Yeah, I mean, twelve I still, games. That's I still think I'd take so him. Important. I still if think he's the tenth best quarterback. But like I was saying, I wouldn't take. I would not take Zach in that draft. Like if we're drafting the whole league, I think there is a clear top five. And then I think Hertz and Lamar are just, I think the tier one is Mahomes. And then in tier two is Allen and Burrow. I think tier three is Lawrence and Herbert. And then tier four is Lamar and Hertz. And those are your five. That's your group of seven in four tiers. And then there's a huge drop off. You have Brady and Rodgers who are in their own tier because they're old. So it's like in the long term, can't really take those guys because they have maybe two years left. Brady, maybe none. And then there's another big drop. And then you get into your Dax, which Dak, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith. It's Brock Purdy. Even they're, they're all the same guy to me. Yeah. So I think there's a clear top seven guys. And I think those seven are split into four tiers. I think that it. This is a good segue into the, the AFC game. We talked about the NFC Championship. If the Bengals, who are favored in Kansas City this weekend, which definitely has a little bit to do with the Mahomes ankle sprain, yeah, if they and win this to game do with the money coming in on the Bengals, I think sports books are terrified of the liability they currently have tied to the Bengals winning. If the Bengals win this game. I think that like you can't say that Mahomes is in a class of his own. I think I just watching what he did, like if you're watching that game Sunday or Saturday, sorry, that fucking jump pass. And then that other pass where Arden key literally like has him on the ground. and He gets it off. Some of the things he can do maneuvering the pocket. And like, it's also a connection with Kelsey, but like you can't remove Joe Burrow from the fact that he has his college number one receiver. Who's a top five receiver. And then, T. Higgins is probably the best number receiver two in the game. And then Tyler Boyd's probably a top, whatever, three receiver three. I think I think it's kind of like have the, the man. They have one of the worst offensive lines yeah, in the his league. His O-line's terrible. I think I would rather have Burrow than Josh Allen 100%. I think that argument was more or less closed out on Sunday. And, and I don't think many people are going to say that you'd rather have Burrow than Mahomes. Oh no, the it's the the Discord right now is Burrow over Mahomes. But if they and, win this game, it's back to back AFC championships at home. Joe Burrow does some pretty flashy things too. I think the Mahomes effect, like has everybody googly eyed. If he if he improves to four and zero against Mahomes, 
winning in Arrowhead, which is the toughest I place think, to play. I think you definitely twice have an argument. in the playoffs, like and goes to the Super Bowl. Let's say they win the Super Bowl this year, which won't happen because the Eagles will be in their way. But if the <laughs> Bengals win, then we say, let's take a step back. Then I think it I becomes mean, the Tom Brady each, argument. They've, they've each been to two Super Bowls. They've each won one Super Bowl. Head-to-head, Burrow dominates the other. He's winning these road playoff games. Mahomes is losing home playoff games. Like, sometimes the better quarterback, like, when the lights are the brightest, who makes the play? And last year, it was Burrow. And this year, if it's Burrow again, I think – I don't think Mahomes is on that tier by himself. I don't know how you can justify putting him there. It's like, if he's giving, he's consistently getting beat by one guy, I don't know how you keep well, him alone. low. I would say so. Obviously, that game hasn't happened yet. So, like, yeah. you know, if he beats him, we'll come on here next week, and I'll say, "Hey, listen, you know, let's say he completely outplays him too." I'll come on here and I'll be like, yeah. "Hey, like, whatever." I said what I said. I was wrong, but I think the way you have to look at it is like this: Patrick Mahomes. This is what his fifth year in the league as a starter. I want to say because he said he didn't play his first year. Yeah, and first year MVP. Loses in overtime in the AFC Championship game. Second year, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Third year, loses in the Super Bowl without like com- offensive line, arguably worse than Joe Burrows by yeah. the end of that year. Like that was he couldn't do anything. He was dan like you know he was standing on his head like a goalie. Year four, loses in the AFC Championship in overtime. He's never lost a regulation playoff game prior to the Super Bowl. I think like it, we're in year five. How many? How, how many has has Burrow? Burrow, so Burrow, got, Burrow tore, tore his ACL, came back, took him to the Super Bowl, winning all these road playoff this games. This year, he's back AFC in the championship. championship. So that's that's true. That's so Burrow's in year two, ostensibly. Yeah. Mahomes is in year five. If Burrow beats him again, then I think this evolves into a. It's a Brady Rogers type conversation. The Brady Manning, where it's like Brady we're Brady see Manning's it every a year. little different. I think. I think it's similar to Brady Manning in a way, but like I think the way we have to look at this is more like the the talent level. There's a difference there. He has like yeah. a Rogers plus. He's like Rogers plus level talent, whereas uh, Burrow reminds me so much of Tom Brady, where it's like, oh, his O line sucks this game. Doesn't matter. He's getting the ball out in three seconds. Like he knows how to like pick apart a defense in a way where like, I mean, listen, the guy was at Ohio state when I was like a student there. And I remember thinking to myself, like, God damn it. If he wins the fucking starting job, we're just going to use him the same way we use JT Barrett. He went to LSU and like, he needed to have someone realize, which ended up being Joe Brady, who's now, you know, yeah. taking a lot of these interviews uh, for offensive coordinator jobs. People, someone had to realize, Hey, this guy is just a surgeon. He is mentally, he is so far ahead. He knows the game so well. He can pick apart a defense, but he might not have, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He doesn't have the weight. Like he can't make the plays that a Mahomes or an Allen makes, but we saw it on Sunday. He gets so far ahead of the defense that it doesn't matter. The way he can like scramble out of the pocket and not make you shit your pants that he's going to lose the ball. And like, I think this is the best compliment I can give him betting against Joe Burrow, which I did on Sunday and looked like it fucking sucked. I lost so much money because I was just convinced. I was like, this is Buffalo's game. Like it's snowing, you know, Burrow's O-line is Mm -hmm. shit, like whatever. You feel like a fucking idiot from snap one. And I'm going to do it again. I'm going to bet on, I'm betting on KC. I think Mahomes just is a total difference maker. I think a guy like Chris Jones, you're going to see the impact of that offensive line not being there. And like, maybe you could get a good game out of Frank Clark, who's extremely inconsistent. I think Mahomes is on another level. But as you said, if he walks into Arrowhead a second year in a row and beats the Chiefs, especially this year, if it's in like a less fluky, like kind of stupid way where like the Chiefs were annihilating them and then like getting that weird scenario where like they kind of like pulled off the gas a little too early. And then next thing you knew, they had the ball with a goal to go situation to win the game. And they take like a 30 yard sack and then they throws a pick in overtime. Like last year's loss was definitely a weird one, but like if they go in there and straight up beat them with that half-ass offensive line, he has, we have to start having that conversation because it'll, it'll become like the Brady argument for the longest time. People like me, obviously being a Jets fan, it's a little less, a little more biased. Like people like me were like, Manning is better. Manning is better. Brady has Belichick. He has, you know, when he had, you know, he has like 
these weapons. He has this defense. It was always, oh, he's just like figuring out a way to win. At some point, Brady just became, holy shit, this guy is just so much further ahead mentally than everyone. He knows how to pick apart a defense. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have the strongest arm. So I think I think that's I think that's a good point. Whereas like if he wins, then it's 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 his league. Yeah. I mean, if they put together like any sort of semblance of like an offensive line and can have like a strong regular season and like they're doing this without like as the three seed, like going if they go on the road, they just beat the two. They were touchdown underdogs in Buffalo. Everyone was picking Buffalo. They were the favorite from the beginning of the year. And they like came out flat and the Bengals just like they looked like shit. They couldn't the tackle shit out anyone. And yeah, I'd like to talk about and Josh Eli Allen Apple. didn't look good. No, and Eli Apple is going on the biggest victory lap. Fuck you. Yeah, to he, I, if that, I was him. If I was, I don't know if he knows, I'd want him to shut if, up. I don't know if he knows that there is still games more football. Play. Yeah, but I mean, you know what? Props to you. Like if they go out and they beat like everyone in Buffalo was going to be ready to like destroy him on Twitter, but it's like, maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe they win. Yeah. So, and then I mean, really I'm... get to stick it to people, but it is hilarious. Like the picture of Stefan Diggs losing to the chiefs and he's tweeting and he's like, dude's been standing here for three yeah, for years. Three. Like, he must be yeah. tired. It's like, it's tough to, it's easy to talk shit when you win, but it's like hard to defend yourself when you, yeah. when you, when you, I lose. mean, he, I, I personally would love, and he's a Buckeye. He's probably the least claimed Scumbag, Ohio State yeah. player. Yeah, like that, I don't Joe know. Joe Burrow, what, probably. I've heard more people claim Joe Burrow, which is. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. But like at the same time, like Joe Burrow did like graduate from OSU. He was there for four years. He's like an Ohio guy. Like, I don't think Joe Burrow, like he he had to leave. And you shoot him away. You had a national I, champion. That was so difficult. League I, MVP. And you told him to get out of town. Yeah, I think out, what kicked out was, him from home. Maybe you'd have another national championship if you kept him around. Well, that's the funny thing. There's the argument comes down to okay, like we got two Heisman finalist seasons back to back out of Haskins and Fields, and then obviously the COVID year was weird. Like, think if we yeah, played a full schedule, count. it's fair to say Fields could have probably made a third straight. But if we don't get, I think at the end of the day, it was still the right decision because if we kept Burrow. Urban was still the coach that year. I don't think he runs the same system that Burrow has become so successful. And I think that he would have tried to use him like JT Barrett because the reason he couldn't use Haskins like that was Haskins had zero mobility. And then we don't get fields. If we don't start Haskins, we have Burrow for two years, but then we probably win the national title because the second best team, Ohio state was the second best team in the country in 2019. And that was before fields was like, really feels, you know, it was his first year in the system. We ran the ball a ton. If Joe Burrow is not on LSU that year, LSU is not the team. Like they, they had struggled for decades to find or years to find a QB. So like arguably, yeah, the Ohio state probably has a national title, but I don't think Joe Burrow would have developed the same way he should have. And I don't think Ohio state would be in as good a position with quarterbacks. Cause I think they wouldn't have run the offense until maybe his, when urban left. Mm-hmm. So that's that's I've heard a bunch of butterfly effect conversations on that from OSU side, and that's that's probably going to be one of the best what ifs for Ohio State fans. For like at least yeah. like especially my generation, like that was my sophomore and junior year. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess it's probably a good idea to get over to the other AFC game. Not too much to talk about besides the Mahomes yeah, injury. Good for you. Good for you, Jags. Like you want yeah. a playoff game. They we, went one, we went from number one pick back to back years, winning a playoff game and covering an arrowhead. Like if you said before the year, like your season's gonna end with you covering a, a spread after winning a playoff game. I, I feel think like a lot of Jags would fans would take if they knew they were gonna make the playoffs, they'd be over the moon. I think Doug Peterson is gonna be there for a while. Uh, with Trevor Lawrence, you could see some sustained success there. Uh so like good for them. I don't know. They're fun. They're those fans are fun. I like when they're good. So yeah, spoil the party. Yeah, it's it'll be nice if if they actually become a pretty consistent playoff team. 
it'll be nice to have like a good team in the NFC South or AFC South, which I think like, they will, because if you look, yeah. the Colts are trending in the wrong direction. The Texans are a couple years away and the Titans are, and the like, Titans are about to go in the toilet. I think you never yeah, know. If I Vrabel, mean, Vrabel's but... good, but they need to get it. They need to get a competent quarterback in there. Yeah. Um, and then by the time they get a so. QB is, is Henry still going to be. Yeah. So, so that, that's, that's an interesting up for grabs. That's the Jags for the taking. So. Yeah, and they—I they, mean—they—they have a ton it. of young talent. So, and then they get Calvin Ridley back next year. So they'll—they'll they'll be a fun team. It'll be see, interesting to see how Trevor Lawrence develops. And I mean, the more his star rises, the more we get reminded that the Jets started that year, zero and fourteen, and or zero and thirteen, and then yeah, that's really two brutal. games. That's really yeah. tough for you. But that's all right. We'll focus on the off season and the teams that are no longer playing at a at a later point because we still have teams playing. Um, we kind of went over that Cincy KC game a decent amount. I personally like the Chiefs. Um, I think that either the way this line is moving, it's already moved four points. Either there's knowledge that someone has that Mahomes is not going to be healthy, or what I think personally is happening is I think like 90% of the money, both on spread and money line, is all over the Bengals. So I think they're trying to entice some Chiefs money to come in so they can get closer to a 50-50 split because both games are so lopsided to the uh, to the Bengals and then to the Eagles that you can't, if you're Vegas, you can't leave yourself to this much liability with this few games in the NFL market. But I don't know. I still like the Chiefs. Like at the end of the day, we've seen this. It's It's Mahomes, it's Kelsey, it's Chris Jones on defense. The parts around that that three person core now that Tyreek Hill's gone have been moving around, but we have never seen this team lose a regulation playoff game prior to the Super Bowl. Uh, I and then I don't know. I trust Big Red. I trust Andy Reid. I know he is not. You know, a lot of people out there will say that he's not the most trustworthy in game coach, which I think is very fair. But he draws up a good game plan. I mean, they were able to start last game hot going to the halftime with what a 10 point lead they he was they were able to manufacture a 98 yard touchdown run with Chad Henney and get to the half up like i don't know i i really like what i'm seeing from the chiefs and i think they will be in another super bowl ultimately against uh whichever team ends up representing the nfc yeah i'm leaning i'm leaning toward the bengals like mahomes never beaten burrow um, I don't know if that starts on, on Sunday. Maybe it does, but I don't anticipate this is going to sound like a bad football fan. I don't anticipate watching a lot of this game. Um, I'm <laughs> anticipating being well, boots on the ground in Philadelphia. Um, not going to be in the stadium since I'm not a bajillionaire, but yeah. we'll be in Philly. So I'll probably be climbing a light post with a Bud Light in my hand while the, when this game is kicking off, hopefully. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'll have to watch the highlights on my on my train home Monday morning, but I'm expecting. I think Mahomes. I think this the sprain is gonna be worse than people think, and I think the line is a little indicative of that. That's so that's a fair take. That's why I'm waiting. Take, I and even if he can play, but he can't move, like I'm gonna lean Bengals here because if Mahomes is fully healthy, like we know this game is a toss up, and now that he's a little bit hurt. I would lean Bengals and uh, I'm going to go Bengals Eagles. Although Chiefs Eagles would be a great storyline with Andy Reid and the Eagles mm-hmm. who couldn't win a Super Bowl together. They break up, they both win one, and now we're, we're squaring off. So I think there'd be a lot uh, to say there, which would be, would be interesting. Or, uh, I mean, any Super Bowl is, is going to be fun, I think. Yeah. I mean, although, Chiefs Niners, you have the, whole like um rematch we almost got it again last year but they both lost like the chiefs and 49ers have what made have they made every nfc afc championship the last so they made it or who played for the nfc no nfc championship was packers buccaneers our senior year of college so no but I mean, the Chiefs are in it every year. It's like Kyle Shanahan against Mahomes. Like that's those are the two steadying forces. And then I guess you could argue Howie Roseman is the steadying force in <laughs> Philadelphia. So yeah, we so, know the well, best. I mean, we know who the best QB coach and GM are in the league. Yeah. And so just the the Bengals like uh, the Bengals are are crazy. Oh yeah, I mean the Bengals just just got like on they're the scene, just though. like how they 
He's won more Burrow's like won more playoff games than the rest of their history combined. Yeah. I mean, he's already, I, I think if Burrow wins this game, is he, I mean, I know they made some super, they made the Super Bowl and got killed by the 49ers back in the day. Yeah, no, he'll be the greatest, but he's the greatest Bengal of all time. If he wins this game, isn't he? I mean, he's been healthy for two years and he's made the Super Bowl, both of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's like taking Mark Sanchez, but like Mark Sanchez was not the reason. Like he made back-to-back AFC's playoff championship games, but like it was in spite of Mark Sanchez. And we were still like, as Jets fans, we we're like, God, I hope he gets better because then we can maintain this when everyone leaves. This is just like, oh, holy shit, Joe Burrow. Like he's going to be here. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I think what's that. interesting to see is the Bengals are notoriously terribly cheap team that like is very poorly run. I know they'll pay Burrow. What I'm interested to see is if the pieces around him, because a lot of these guys, like obviously Chase, they're going to have for a few more years. He's in his second year, but like T Higgins was a second round pick. So like next year he's in a, it will be his last year of his contract. Boyd has like, I think one year left. Like you got to, I'm interested to see if they're willing to, when the bills come due to maintain a semblance of this roster, what they do, like, if they lose this game, don't be shocked if T Higgins is traded for a first or two second like round Tyreek. picks this year, like Tyreek, like AJ Brown. Like, do they want to try and push this out and say like, Hey, like we're not going to pay T Higgins, but we'll go draft you a wide receiver in the first round. And like, we hit on Higgins, we hit on Boyd and we hit on chase. Like that's a dangerous yeah. game. So I'm interested to see how this whole roster is, evolves around uh, a guy like, Burrow, but I think I mean as long as you have him, you have a chance. So yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting wild card or sorry, uh, conference championship yeah. weekend. Um, I guess I'll make my pick. I'm going to go opposite as you. I will take a rematch of Chiefs Niners. It was the last Super Bowl we had pre-pandemic. I think it's safe to say we're in the post-pandemic world now. First Super Bowl post-pandemic, completely, where where no one's wearing masks or anything. I think it would, it's the bookend. So um, that'll be my pick. I'm not like super confident about it. Like, I'm not going to go like parlay the two money lines or anything, but I'll take the two underdogs. Um, if I had to say if I was more confident in one, definitely way more confident in the Chiefs. Um, mostly taking the 49ers to be a contrarian. I don't even know if I'll put money on them. But uh, I think it's going to be, I think there are two awesome games. Like this is the nice thing where like, when there's no like major upsets, it's kind of like March Madness. Like we're getting the one versus I know the Bengals were technically the three seed, but like there was some weird shit with like the whole yeah one less game. Like we're getting and they went and beat the these two are, seed. These are the these, in my opinion, are the four the four best yeah. teams. Two best teams in each conference, hundred percent. These are the four best teams. I think it's gonna be two awesome games. So that being said, it'll probably be two blowouts and it's going to be, no, we're going to get some good. We're going to get some good football. Yeah. So, I mean, besides that, I don't don't know if, do you have anything else that you want to, you want to get into? Um, I don't think so. I'm ready for this weekend. Yeah. Big weekend. Give, give Dom another Super Bowl. Give Dom another Super Bowl. Please, please. (laughs) I need it. Um, I'm ready to go. I, Brock Purdy's not walking out of the link alive. <laughs> Are you taking so, Monday off? That's the that's the question. I'm not taking Monday off so that I can save that day for uh, a potential for another uh, Monday. Uh, yeah, knocking on wood, but like I, it's a three o'clock game, so I'll be able to get right by um by Monday morning to work remotely in Philadelphia to to, to plug my computer in and <laughs> have a trash can and like a McDonald's Coke and McGriddle nearby to like nurse me back <laughs> to health. Um, uh, and a Super Bowl date circled on the calendar, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, one thing people talk about windows a lot. I was like talking to my friend, we're like, oh, it's soon we're gonna have to pay Hertz, all this other stuff. Like, the window is two and a half weeks. Our Super Bowl window is like, yeah, don't talk to me about the future. Like, it is, it is now or never because a season is so long, so many things change. You're in this position, you gotta go out and seize the moment and go grab it. Yeah, I mean, we saw it with the Eagles, what? So that was our, our freshman year of college. Yeah, 20, 2017, they, they 2018. Win the, it's like they, they get there. They're underdogs the whole way. They pay once, and then things kind of fall apart. 
um that looked like a window was was opening it's like dude the it, and then you went into the trash and now you're back up we're not i'm not in trying to build a dynasty here i'm not saying how many can we win it's like i don't care about if you win one it doesn't matter yeah it literally like it does not matter how many teams win more than one super bowl in a five-year stretch that don't have tom brady but besides yeah i was gonna say besides the patient i mean the steelers the won giants, two. yeah the giants the steelers and the patriots literally like uh the fans that like we had to grow up around i get well yeah i mean you got one and i don't philly and pittsburgh there were a lot of far pay, away yeah. yeah well there are a lot of yeah steeler fans are over in pennsylvania though yeah um but the window is now next time we meet i'm hoping we're nfc champions if not it's going to be like it's going to be quite the somber episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, so we'll be doing some I know, NFL draft. I know some of our, I know some of our Pittsburgh uh, people and Eagle haters will, well, maybe that'll help. Maybe some people will listen more if they lose, or maybe they want me to lose the Super Bowl. I don't oh, know. Did we, but... did we schedule a date yet for our, uh, for our pool champion? Oh no, we have to reach out to the pool champion. He's got to get, yeah. maybe we'll do uh he's got to get his head out of his ass. So if you're listening, <laughs> Aaron, get your head out of your ass. Um, but that's all I have to say. Yeah. See you in a so... week. Oh, fun update. Birds. We'll get next week. Fun, uh, fun update. I am starting my intramural basketball league tomorrow night. Oh, same. I, I start. I started uh, February 6th. Oh, excited. That'll be good to, to transfer. Good content. Football. Yeah. Um, but I was like out of breath carrying my laundry up the stairs today. And we only have seven <laughs> guys tomorrow. And I have a happy hour before. So. It's not gonna go well. <laughs> I think we're gonna try to stick to stick to a couple waters, but <laughs> there you go. We'll have some intramural basketball content coming post football season. So maybe we'll get, uh, maybe we'll get mic'd up and get some footage going out there. But <laughs> we can definitely make it make an effort to get that. Some interviews also probably gonna come after the football season, which is less broad topics and uh like milestones to hit. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff coming, but uh until next week, go birds. And uh, yeah, that's it. How about them cowboys?